0: Constant Downpour Remastered is a retro sci-fi survival hex crawl where players traverse through a near hopeless environment that slowly whittles away their sanity. Made for use with the Mothership RPG. With original soundtrack by Blake Suarez, taking inspiration from 80s Moog and Roland JD-8 synthesizers and inspirations from Metroid Prime, Stranger Things, and classic side-scrollers. All darkened to the theme of Constant Downpour. Funding this November fifteenth through December eighth. Published by Spicy Tuna RPG. Don't miss it.
1: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light Lightfinger Thief, and I'm joined here by Logar. Hello, I am Logar, the Barbarian. So, Logar, what is this green tome you have in your hand here?
0: Okay, is it Kalunga Plateau? Is that I believe it is
1: it's Kalunga Plateau
0: it is, by
1: Gustavo Tertoglione.
0: And it is Zine Thursday, and we're going to take a look at a zine here. Uh, and that is Kalunga
1: Plateau. Issue number one.
0: So what we have is, it's kind of... The what is it? Savage lands type thing. Yeah, it's little because
1: the uh, Savage lands it's its own little setting with you know dinosaurs and uh, other real uh, and it's for old school essentials as well too.
0: Yeah, and it gives you so it gives you character classes that are for old school essential that you can play from here. Like different types of hunters and different types of fighters and whatnot. What was that one that character? Was it the hunter and the combatant?
1: They had the shaman, the combatant, and then also the hunter. But it looks like it takes place, like you said, in the Savage Lands type of place in the mm-hmm. plateau. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like it could, you can drop it into any one of your settings, of course, as a Lost Lands type of uh, Savage Awards campaign.
0: And it says in there that it's that its exact location is mysterious and can never be found, and people are always looking for it. So you can do something with that. So wherever you're using setting-wise for your game, this could probably plop in there. You neat little rumors. There's a there's a D66 rumors table about yes. the Kalunga Plateau. I think we should roll a couple of those.
1: <laughs> All right, I will roll two sixes. I wrote a wait, D66. I would have Forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled
0: a twelve. What's forty-two? me see here. Forty-two. Tr- there is always someone or something watching you in the jungle. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. There. I rolled twelve. There are hundreds of dragons nests hidden inside the caverns.
1: Possibly true. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. What is the truth? Is it a lie?
1: Right, but it looks like... Uh... It's a mix because they were saying that even though this is like a quote unquote savage world primitive setting, it was originated by like uh, high tech aliens as well too.
0: Yeah, there's some. Uh, it's, it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: It's Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> and then there's there's the, the classes I read through. They don't seem to um too terrible. They seem pretty like balanced classes. They play out well with you running an old school Essentials campaign. To be honest, the hunter gets a few abilities. It's on like one and six um and then you can they have a a system here where you can buy a skill point every level or whatever right you can and you can turn that one of those abilities to like a two and six that way so improve your character that way but they're nothing game breaking or anything like that it's like booby traps sneaking bushcraft
1: stuff so it's like a you know ranger thiefy type of class it looks like
0: yeah, and then they've got this tame thing so that they can domesticate animals and, and tame animals and stuff too, which is a pretty neat little ability that would probably yeah. come in useful in game. So yeah, they're they're all it was interesting classes. Then they had uh invocations.
1: Well, it's the shaman. Yes. So the shaman class can have invocations to be able to cast spells and summon stuff.
0: And then they give a whole list of invocations. They. They seem like like basic spells. <laughs> there yeah. wasn't any of that stuck out like oh that's crazy. It seems like a basic list for a first level magic user type thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, they have some interesting ones from everything from like uh, you know, astro self mm-hmm. to what was it? feel the evil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which was I don't think I've read the Field of Evil. I don't remember. Uh, Feel
1: the evil is a second level spell. The shaman is able to identify the type of poison or disease. Feel the evil.
0: feel the evil. The shaman is able to identify the type of poison or disease that affects the target and any living being. I mean that's useful stuff, Uh, and that's something that like we kind of hand wave anyways when it happens in game. Like oh no, you got this. (laughs) You got to hear it this way. But being able to for the shaman to specifically know will be good.
1: Yep, yeah. and then they also have the combatant class, which looks more to be like a, um, I guess, a gladiatorial fighter class type. So,
0: and then one thing is they they gave the price in the gear in this book by uh, feathers, and emeralds and rubies and stuff, which was so, interesting.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I guess. Local,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the local economy. I guess economy
1: is uh yeah, buy coins, emeralds, feathers. and feathers, or precious gems and such.
0: So that they kind of give you a little breakdown of prices and things that way, and then they give you a coin amount as well, right? Then after that, it kind of goes into this big adventure that they've given you at the back, so, kind of some of the some of the different locations and locales of the of the area.
1: So they do have some interesting new monsters. You know, they got like the uh, bone raptor, which looks a little bit terrifying.
0: (laughs) Which page was the bone raptor on?
1: It's on page 47. And they they also have have your typical T-Rex as well, too, in here. So they have, you know, a couple of interesting dinosaur monsters.
0: Did you see how many hit dice that T-Rex got?
1: The T-Rex. Was no, that the
0: T-Rex that got the t He got like 22, 22 hit, dice. hit dice? 22
1: hit dice, yeah. I was like,
0: wow, you don't want to mess with that
1: thing. That's impossible. <laughs> you will be running very quickly.
0: Yeah, don't mess with the T-Rex. That's one thing I can tell you from looking at these stats in this book. That thing's got like a 16 armor class and a 22 hit dice. That's like, that's a lot.
1: No, did you did you see the uh, Abyssal Horror on page 48? On page
0: 48, 47, 40. which one was that?
1: The abysmal horror actually has a attack called shit.
0: Oh, it does. These nasty beings shit once per turn, <laughs> and there's a 30% chance for their feces to become one new abysmal horror. That's a horrifying monster.
1: That's a scary, bloody monster.
0: Oh, it's going to poop out another one of it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you you got to plug yes, it infection. fast. <laughs>
0: infection, <laughs> yeah. when a target is bitten, they must succeed, a save versus death. Or the bitten limb dissolves completely, becoming one d four extra abysmal horrors.
1: I mean, this thing seems pretty powerful for a one hit dice monster.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but but it it like duplicates itself that way. It'll it'll overwhelm you by having a bunch of little ones. That's why it'll be nasty to fight. The armor class is thirteen. The hit dice is only one. But when you it's like running goblins, you just get a whole bunch of little, small hit dice creatures. They'll mess you up before you have time to get them all.
1: So this this looks to be like a uh, volume one, as they call it. So I'm curious if they'll be publishing or issue one. If they'll be publishing future, you know, supplements to this uh, setting.
0: I have, I'm not sure if there's one out yet or not. I, I I'd like to. I'm not I'm not 100 sure. It it, if it's not when it's coming out.
1: Yeah. So I jumped on their HIO page. So you know the creators Gustavo tatuloni and uh, he's part of Pitch Black Layers, his publishing company, and he has quite a few items on there you know like mini classes mini adventures and other interesting modules and items so i might pick up a couple more of his items but he's based out of brazil so it might be hard to get uh, and what was
0: what was his uh his itch uh, his itch
1: is pitch black layer
0: pitch black layer
1: yeah he's also on drive Through rpg um as black uh, under black dog
0: I just wanted to look up that itch real quick. <laughs>
1: yeah, so you can find them uh, as Black Dog and Drive through, or as, uh, you know, on itch as this uh, pitch black layer. So he has quite, quite a few items out there that, that look quite interesting for uh, OSC or um, Lamentations. There's
0: one in here that I liked uh, when it came to the adventure. They had that this dragon. What is it? A Bone Road, it said. Did you read about the Bone Road? So many centuries ago, I guess this, this whole road was made out of dragon bone. And what it said was it got me thinking of some cool stuff to do in game. But it said was that dragon bones make things grow more green and beautiful and flourish so that you can't really tell its bone. It's just beautiful. Oh, floral stuff growing along it. And I'm like, oh, there's some cool ideas you could do with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so there are quite a few things. I mean, I might pick up one of the modules to run in our uh, Hyper Bury campaign here in the future, so definitely a lot of uh, good items that he has.
0: And then, uh, yeah, I I like it. I think there's, like, when looking at this, it seems to be there's two ways you can play the this thing. Like, you can roll up characters to, from there and run your campaign in there. Or It seems more likely you're going to have your campaign characters show up, yep. And this being a stop along the route. Um, I'm not sure how many are gonna, you know, a lot of times, like, like, uh, like the only time you're going to probably use those character classes is if you run a, a campaign of just this and have characters from there, though, too. You know what I'm saying?
1: Or you know, you might run like a Savage Worlds type of campaign because uh, I know there's like Hyperborea has a module that takes place on, like, you know, Monster Island, as we call it, where there's yeah. dinosaurs and stuff. So you could do a a campaign setting of uh, what do you want to call it? Savage Worlds, Monster Island, that type of thing.
0: Monster Island. And the law the, was the, the, the old TV show with the lizard people, the Valley of the Lost or the Land of the Lost. Oh, Land, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So, I mean, this would fit all those settings. So you could definitely port it over pretty easily.
0: Yeah it'd be perfect for something along those lines it's got a nice little hex map on the back laying out the the little area of the land
1: yeah so um this one you can get it off exalted funeral if you want the uh print copy i picked up i picked up mine at the local game store i don't know did you guys get yours at the game store or did you get it from exalted i
0: got mine from exalted funeral i did yeah i, I ordered it off as exalted funeral after you got it because i've been looking at it forever i haven't picked it up yet
1: so i mean you know gustavo I know you're based out of Brazil, but this thing has made it to Ohio. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <it's good.
0: laughs> yeah, it, and it's it's uh it's it's got some good art to it. The cover's really cool. The cover, the cover's nice. The the stock that it's printed on is real sturdy and nice too. Uh the art and it's pretty good throughout, pretty consistent. And I, I like it. It's an overall good zine. I am excited. I would be excited to see a second part come out, some more expanding on this and on the setting and giving us more to more stuff in the colunga plateau because it does say just issue one. So I'm hoping to find an issue two on this.
1: I would I would hope so too. So I can expand a little bit more maybe on the classes and maybe another adventure with like a you know monster. (laughs) Monster manual sorts.
0: It'd be interesting to see them see them flesh out some other some other like of the of the adventure side too, because there's a lot of cool encounters and various things with interesting flavor that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. I don't feel that can help, you know, run a campaign along that way. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be running this one anytime soon.
1: <laughs> no, I... Neither will I, but I might pour in some of the elements into the Hyperborea campaign if we ever make it to Monster Island. <laughs>
0: That's what I was going to say. I could see us probably doing this one in your Hyperborea campaign before before I end up getting getting around to running it and the ones that I'm running right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably de- do a detour to Monster Island at some point and I'll, I'll bring in some of these uh, elements.
0: Or I could just because we're running in the Lost Lands and there's that upper Haunted Highlands area that could make rumors about a about a missing area up in there and, yeah. then, and then i could have them like go in there that can be where some of the evil is coming from or whatnot and they have to go into a little hidden away place that could be fun for a few adventures i can you could for my osc
1: <laughs> i mean uh within the D world don't they have like the inner earth or the hollow earth or whatever it is yeah. so, so this could fit a hollow earth type of campaign you know journey to the center of the earth type of thing
0: Or the way that they describe it just being like a lost place that can't that isn't mapped and nobody's sure where it's at, you can have it be in some weird pocket dimension or pocket plane up there somewhere, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right, so there's definitely different ways of uh trying to get into the plateau Mm -hmm. because he does reference uh Arthur Conan Doyle or Steven Spielberg for obviously (laughs) Jurassic Park, (laughs) for Jurassic Park. Um, I don't recognize the other references for inspiration. Hideyako Arno.
0: what page is that? You're on there.
1: Uh, p- page six. Okay. And then yeah. Elena Blavatsky. So those references I don't recognize from an inspiration standpoint.
0: Yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle and yeah, as I'm, I'm not as familiar with. No, it's good. It's worth picking up, especially if you're wanting to run that kind of campaign. Um, uh, you got anything else to add to this one? Uh,
1: no, no. I mean, like I said, um, we'll probably pick up a couple of. Gustavo's other works off of his uh, pitch black layer HIO and then see how we can incorporate it into some of our current games
0: Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on Facebook search Wobblies and Wizards Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog I'm on Twitter at Logarhailcrom. we're on Patreon you support patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards and as always keep those dice rolling
1: roll those bone dice if you have them